I've was urged to, if you're talking about faith, you got to talk about doubt. But I got to break some news to you. If, if someone said, what is the opposite of faith, most of you will say doubt. And you, are, and you would be wrong. The opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is unbelief. Mm. All right, so, so I used to think that. I used to think, well, you either have faith or you doubt. No, I'm going to prove today that doubt is actually, ugh, doubt is actually kind of healthy. Um, so I'm going to tell you what doubt does. Doubt produces something inside of you. Doubt is like a, a, a flu vaccine or the COVID vaccine, hopefully. That's how it works. It, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you what it means. What they do with the flu is they actually literally take a dead flu cell and they shoot it inside of you. And then what happens is it produces a response and your body releases these things to be able to fight it. Therefore, it boosts its immune system for that, for that problem. So what happens is they inject you with actual flu. And that's why I can't get it, because I can't fight them off. But anyway, that's another story for another time. And so what is supposed to happen is your body then recognizes this, this, this thing that shouldn't be there, and it attacks it. So doubt injects into your faith, and then your faith recognizes it, and it has to attack it. Amen. So doubt is not the opposite of faith. Unbelief is. Because okay. you can have doubt and totally believe. Amen. Yeah. Everybody say amen better than that. Amen. Uh, doubt, doubt is a feeling of uncertainty. It's a feeling of uncertainty or a lack of conviction about something. So to, to doubt something doesn't mean you don't believe in it. It just means that it's kind of shaky for a second. Mm -hmm. It means you're, un, you're, you're a little uncertain. It, it means that, but it's just the way you feel. See, doubt is a, it produces this feeling it doesn't mean that you don't have faith. All right. It just means that you just have a, a doubt. I would dare say that the strongest faith, the strongest faith is one that has been, who ha, that has wrestled with a lot of doubt. I, I had to put this down because I, re, I read it. Francis Bacon was this philosopher and a scientist back in like the, the uh, 1400s or something. And, but he became Christian, but he was struggling and then he had this concept, and he, and he said this. He said, if you start with certainty, you will end up in doubt. But if you start with doubt, you will end up in certainty. <laughs> now, now that, that amazed me when I read that, because here's what the thinking is behind that. If, 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 if I'm a college professor, and you come into my class, <laughs> and then we start to teach uh, uh, whatever the subject is, and you come in with the mindset of, you know, I'm kind of uh, just dumb. Everything you tell me, I'll just believe. And then and you come and sit down, and I begin to tell you stuff, and you just go, yep, 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 yep. I, I have so much certainty. I got it figured out. Then without doubt, without a little bit of, well, okay, explain that. Or um, how's that work? See, those are forms of doubt. And without that doubt, you will never reach your certainty. But if you come in with certainty, after a while, you will begin to doubt. I lost you, didn't I? Or did you get that? If, if, you, if, you are, if you go into a situation and you are totally certain about it, over time you will begin to go, man, I'm starting to doubt a little bit of this. Politics should have shown you that. 
Because some of you are in the mindset of so much certainty in a direction, and then after a while you go, oh, man, I'm starting to doubt. But then some of you looked at it with total doubt, and then you started to go, oh, okay, I'm starting to get it. But if you start out with certainty, it's going it's gonna, it's gonna to rust. It's going to depreciate down to, to doubt. But if you start out already doubting, you'll just get your answers to your questions that you have. That's this concept. I believe that. I totally believe it. So in Christianity, most, most churches don't like people who, who have questions and doubt it because they just want you to believe. And then we found out that Christianity is very much thinking. Right? It's not just believing blindly. It's, it's a lot of thinking that goes into Christianity. So if we go to Psalm 73, let me show you this. And I know this is difficult, but I'm going I'm to, I'm Lord, you got to help me explain this without, so I won't sound crazy. And so they won't go, what? Okay, we're not supposed to doubt. I'm not saying you're supposed to doubt. I'm saying that doubt is a vaccine. All right. Psalm 73, auntie, this is not David. This is a guy named Asaph. There's his name right there. This, David didn't write all the songs for, for everybody who think he, thinks he did. Now, Asaph had to be someone who knew God and had to be someone of great stature and great standing with God because he's writing the Bible. Amen. So he's in the Bible. He's a writer of the Bible. I got a lot of aspirations, but one of them, I don't think I can write a scripture in the Bible. Amen. That ain't on my bucket list, so to speak. Amen, somebody. So it's like he, he was definitely someone in the Lord. He wasn't anyone who didn't understand God. And this is, this, this verse, these verses we're getting ready to read, they, they are so important. Asap makes some great points, and, he's, and he begins to speak to you from a, 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 a thought of doubt. He's, he's doubting some things. All right, Auntie, you see that? He yeah. says, surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. Mm -hmm. That doesn't sound like someone who has doubt. He's starting off saying, God is good to Israel. I know God is good, and I know God blesses his people, and I know he blesses all those who are pure in heart. Yeah. But can't you feel a butt coming? Mm-hmm. Auntie, come on. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. He says, man, but as for me, Auntie, I said but, you got to say that hard. But as for me, my feet almost slipped. I nearly lost my foothold. What he's saying is, as for me, I began to get a little rocky because life is a series of stepping on and, and, and areas of obstacles. And if you stay with God, he will keep your feet solid. Yeah. But if you begin to drift a little bit, you, you, you start to lose your balance. Amen. He said, my foot, man, he says, I know God is who he says he is, and, and I know he blesses the pure in heart, but man, I almost fell. Mm -hmm. How many times you said that? Oh, that was close. Amen. He says, my feet almost slipped. I almost lost my foothold. What he's saying is, I almost lost my faith. Mm -hmm. All right? Now, here's a man who definitely believes because he starts off saying, I believe. So that means that if I have a little doubt, that doesn't mean I don't believe. Right, right. Follow me on that? Mm -hmm. Auntie, come on. For I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. He said, and here's how it happened. I began to look at things. Mm -hmm. That's why, that's what the Bible means by we don't walk by sight. Because sight produces feelings. Mm -hmm. Sight, if you look at something, it, you, you probably won't have any more information about it. 
It's just what you see. Remember I told you going in the doctor's office? It was like I was clear on what it was, and then I began to get a little shaky because of what I was looking at. Mm-hmm. A big knife on the table. They got me strapped in this gurney, and everybody's sitting there with surgical stuff, and I'm like, this is serious. He told me this was going to be easy. Mm-hmm. And I began to what? I began to doubt a little bit. No new information. It's just what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. So ASAP says, man, I began to envy the arrogant. When I saw the prosperity of people who don't serve God at all, it began to bother me. And I know it bothers you because it sure has bothered me. Amen. Mm-hmm. Come on. For they have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. He says, man, the, and, he, and he goes through, he goes through these, these, this series of they's. He says, they have no struggle. Their bodies are healthy and strong. All right. Next verse. They are free from common human burdens. Uh-huh. They are not plagued by human ills. He says, they are free from the common troubles of the world, which money produces a lot of those. He says, and they, and they are not plagued with human ills. They, they don't have the human issues. They don't have the human problems. They get the best doctors. They, it seems like life for them is just great. Mm-hmm. They, they, they. Mm-hmm. Everybody follow me? Yes. So he's saying right here that they don't have to struggle to survive, and they don't have to suffer like the rest of us. The next verse, auntie. Therefore, pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. He says, so they are proud and they are hateful. They, they. This is easy to see as the jewels of of fancy clothes that you wear. Therefore, pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. It's easy to see that on them. It's like you're wearing a fine watch. And this is a really nice watch. If you look at it up close, it's really nice. <laughs> he says it's so easy to see that on them, to spot them the way they live. He's, he's analyzing what he sees. Doesn't it seem like people who are rich and don't care anything but about God are doing pretty good? Seems that way. Man, seen, I mean, you see television and they, they, and they pull up at their nice places and I just saw the Dallas Cowboys quarterback just signed for $166 million. And I'm like, $166 million? And then I'm thinking, who paying him? Because if he can pay this dude that, what does he make? Right. If somebody, if, somebody, if somebody hires you and they pay you 200 grand a year, they make a lot of money because they're not going to pay you what they make. Right. So I'm like, man, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of wealth. You can do anything with that. Now he can do anything he wants. And how about this? He was already kind of rich. This is a new contract. It seems like they got it made. It seems like they just, things just fall their way. It seems like, man, they can just pack up and just leave. They they don't have to deal with the burdens of, of like we do of how you gonna pay something or how you gonna go on vacation maybe or how you gonna pay for school or they just do it. They just seem like they have it made. Mm-hmm. Some of our neighbors look like that. They don't wake man we got up this morning and we left you know I saw a couple neighbors out there just out doing the neighborly thing you know and I'm thinking, they don't really serve you, Lord. And I don't look at it like I'm better. I'm actually looking at it as in praying for them. 
Amen. amen. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. I used to think I was better. On the way to church, I see people jogging and doing I'm like, Lord, that's sad. They should be in church somewhere. I don't do that anymore because you know why? I have to be thankful that God has enlightened me, and I have to pray that some kind of way they get enlightened. Amen. I'm not better than them. Amen. I feel for them. But, man, it seems like they just still doing life. They don't have no problems. They don't have any troubles. ASAP is struggling with stuff that we all struggle with. But yes. ASAP is a special man because he's writing scripture. Yes. All right, T, come on. From their callous hearts come iniquity. Their evil imaginations have no limits. He's saying, man, they just think up evil stuff. It's like they just they get away with it. They just do all these things. They just are evil. They are wicked. They don't care. They, they do whatever they want. They take whatever they want. Next verse. They scoff and speak with malice. With arrogance, they threaten oppression. They make fun of others. They say cruel things. They make plans to hurt people. He says, and then verse 9, it says, man, they think they're God. Their mouths lay claim to heaven. Their tongues take possession of the earth like they're God. Mm -hmm. they, they think they can do whatever they want. Here's Asaph struggling. He's beginning to doubt. He says, man, I almost lost my foothold. Mm -hmm. Almost losing it is okay. Just don't lose it. Amen, amen. So if you drop down to verse 15, Auntie, mm -hmm. he says, I wanted to tell other people these things, but I, I would be selling you out, God. I don't want to say it because I'll be betraying the people who trust in you. I, I'll be a traitor because they know I'm a man of God. I want to tell them that I'm doubting, but I'm not going to tell them. Yes. Because, I, because even though I'm doubting, I don't want to betray their trust in you. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes, yes. Verse 16, though, this is what he said. When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply. He says, man, I'm trying to understand. And I've done this before. I'm sure you've done it too. Lord, I'm trying to understand the state of this thing. I don't, I mean, there's, there's many times when I said, Lord, I'm trying to do everything you said I should do. And it just seems like stuff ain't falling my way. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one. Nope. Okay. It's like, Lord, how, how I'm trying, I try to live right. I mean, I know I don't do it perfect. I, I try to serve you. I try to teach your word. I try to walk up right. I try to treat people okay. I, every once in a while, I don't. But, you know, you know, God, I'm trying. And it's like, it seems like people who don't even try just got it made. I don't understand. It just, it doesn't make sense to me because your Bible says that you bless those who serve you and you. Mm -hmm. You'll prosper those who believe in you. And mm -hmm. You'll heal those who trust in you. You know, you're reading all that, and then it's not producing. So what does it produce? It produces doubt. ASAP is struggling with doubt, but he very much does not have unbelief. Mm -hmm. He believes. Yes. He's just starting to be shaky. Mm-hmm. Auntie, come on. Till I entered the sanctuary of God, then I understood their he final says, destiny. But here's the thing. But this is how I began to turn it around. So how do you fight doubt? First of all, you have to doubt your doubt. All right, all right. I'll explain that in a second. But the one way he did to wake him up is he says, But then, God, I went into the temple. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like you, people 
go, I wonder why I'm just not hearing God. I wonder how come I don't understand things. I wonder how I'm so, you know, I get so mixed up. I get so confused. And, I, and oh, this stuff is so difficult. And I, and I wonder, because you don't go to the temple enough. It starts with going to the temple Amen. or coming in here mm -hmm. or going wherever people go. And it's like, man, but it, what happens is you have to come into the concept of this, that God is who he says it, but you won't be able to form that when you're doubting on your own. Mm -hmm. It's not healthy to stay home. Amen. And everybody I know who, who, who stays home a lot, they're never strong. That's true. Because how does faith come? By hearing. If you're sitting at home, you ain't hearing nothing. And it's like, man, we, we, we know, I know tons of people, and I, I, I forgot who I was telling this to the other day, but it's like, man, I've seen so, auntie, I've seen so many people come and go, because I've been on so many altars. Mm -hmm. from, from every church, I've been on altars. Whether our first church playing music, I was on the altar, I saw a lot. From my, from my second church, being, being called into the ministry, and I, I saw a lot. Be, being, being a pastor, I saw a lot. Being an elder, I saw a lot. Then my, last, uh, my brother's church, same thing, I saw a lot. You see a lot of, I've been, I've been in, a, 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 across the country on altars, I see a lot. I, I've been overseas on altars and see a lot. And then when it's, it's like, man, I see people come and they go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They fall to the ground. And the main reason why they did is because they don't come to the temple. Amen. You want to produce a whole lot of doubt in your life? Just stop going to church. All right. Just be too busy. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing with us, and people always ask, hey, what do you guys do, do through the week? I go, nothing. I'm not going to come up here and waste my time. The people ain't going to come. It's like you guys are a Sunday church. Mm -hmm. I know people who got their people in church all week long. They got Monday prayers, on Tuesday Bible study, Wednesday night service. Mm -hmm. I tell you my lion, uncle my lion, we truth. were always in church. Always. Bible study on Friday, Wednesday night service. We were always in church. Yes, we were. Us, we come on Sunday. And the thing is, I'm not going to put, because people are busy, I understand that. I'm not saying that nobody has, don't have a desire. I'm just saying life has just become too hectic. Mm -hmm. I'm not come here for four people and waste my time, even though them four people wouldn't be a waste. But I can just call them. <laughs> right, why am I going to come in? <laughs> and it's like, man, and, 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 but my thing is, when people say, man, my faith is not where it should be, or they feel shaky, one main thing you have to ask them is, do you go to the temple? Mm -hmm. Majority of times they're going to tell you either no, or not as often as I should, or not like I used to. Mm -hmm. You got nothing to fight off doubt. See, because with that, with that insulin that your, that your body will need also, because your body has this natural healing thing to try to fight off flu, but then you still may have to take some Alka-Seltzer Plus uh -huh. to try to boost your what, immune system to help it fight it off. And it's, and it's like, man, if you don't have what it takes to fight it off, then you're going to sit at home in this bubble of doubt that's going to begin to eat at every ounce of your faith. Yes, yes. You're going to still very much believe, but you're going to be sitting in this pot of doubt just boiling. Because doubt is, and, and faith aren't opposite. Everybody's quiet. 
you doggone right it's good. You suckers <laughs> get higher learning junk, man. Amen. Amen. Auntie, right, bring it to me. Surely you place them on slippery ground. He says, wait a minute, I start to think when I get to church, and I start to hear, because faith comes by hearing, and then I'm, I understand something. He says, clearly, it looks like everything is great for them, but you have put them in danger. Mm -hmm. He says, you put them in danger. Hallelujah, somebody. You make it easy for them to fall and be destroyed. Mm -hmm. He's saying the shaky ground of doubt that I'm on right now is still better than the, the shaky ground that they live on. Yeah. I'm losing my foothold right now. I'm kind of getting a little shaky. I'm stumbling a little bit because I'm taking my eyes off of where it should be. So I'm losing my footing a bit. But with them, they are just stumbling around in the dark all the time. Yes. And he says, Satan would you know why Satan doesn't bother a lot of people who don't trust them. Don't trust God. It's because he already has them. Amen. I'm not going to bother them. I'm going to leave them the way they are. Amen. And he, he, he didn't say Satan puts them on shaky ground. He says, God, you put, God, they are looking for, they will fall to the ground. And how many successful people have we seen fall to the ground? In mm -hmm. ruin. Amen. He says, my shaky ground of doubt right now is better than their shaky ground of unbelief. Hallelujah, somebody. Come on. Auntie, come on. How suddenly are they destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. They are like a dream when one awakes. When you arise, Lord, you will despise them as He fantasies. says, man, I, I began to do what? I began to think about it. It looks like their life is so much better. When all actuality, Lord, I go through life with you on my side, so therefore life just comes at me, and it's troubling sometimes, and it don't go my way, but you seem to always get me out, and I know you're there, but life, when it comes to them, if the money don't get them out, they're in trouble. They, see, see, they're in a place now where they're, they're like a dream. It's like, and then when you wake up, it's, 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 it's just gone. It's just, he says life for them is, oh, man, I'm starting to think about it. I'm starting to realize it. And the only way I came to this conclusion is I went to the temple and I started to think. He says, Lord, you would despise them as fantasies. They, they're, they're, they're nothing to you. He went from, man, they got everything. They got all the breaks to, wait a minute. Hmm. See, his doubt is producing Mm -hmm. A higher level of faith. Yeah. Auntie. When my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. He says, man, God, I was upset and I was angry with you. I acted like a senseless animal. Just mm -hmm. ranting and raving, yelling at you as if you didn't create everything. And yeah. yelling at you as if you, can, you can't strike me down right now. Yelling at you as if you didn't wake me up this morning. Yelling at you as if you didn't keep me in this house. Or yelling at you in my car that you helped me get. Yelling at you not from a hospital bed but on my feet. Mm -hmm. Yelling at you not praying for my children's lives that they're getting ready to die if my children are in school. Yelling at you as if my world is all in torment. Mm -hmm. He says I'm acting like a senseless animal. Yes. Questioning you. See how, see how his doubt is now producing a higher level of faith. Mm -hmm. So now his doubt is it, it got injected into his faith, and his faith is attacking it. 
Yes. So now Dow is becoming his ally Amen. because it's made him think and it's made him grow. Mm -hmm. So yeah. now his faith is saying that doubt doesn't belong here. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to produce a higher level of insulin to fight it. Mm -hmm. I'm produce more protein to get this out of here. Yes. Doubt is not your enemy. You never heard that in church, did you? <laughs> Auntie, come on. Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. He says, he says but I am always with you, God. You always got my hand. See, he's, he's and I like the next verse, Auntie. He says, you always, you lead me, and you give me good advice. Mm-hmm. And later, you'll lead me to glory. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I know what it is right now, but I know later it's going to be good. I know it is. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> later. Not, not this moment, but see, we don't walk by what we see. Amen. We walk by what we know. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, I know later, not right, not right this second, but later. Later. You got to tell yourself when you're struggling a little bit, you know what, I know I'm, I'm traveling right now, but you, you will take me into glory. It, it, it just, it's just got to be later. Mm -hmm. So right now, the quickest way to get out of ovens, remember I say you're like you're in an oven. If God don't take you out till you're done. The quickest way to get out is don't ask why, ask what. Amen. All right, amen, amen. Quickest way to get out is to find out why you're in there. Not why is this happening to me? No, what am I doing here? What has happened that this has come my way? What are you trying to show me? What are you trying to teach me? Where are you trying to take me? Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Not why, oh, I don't deserve this. What? I know I don't deserve it, but what is happening here? Because all this is going to do is produce strength. Amen. Patience produces strength. You don't feel it now, but later. Amen. I'll lose somebody. Auntie, come on. Whom have I in heaven but you? And the earth has nothing I desire besides you. He says, and I'm getting myself together because you know what? I'm looking at their stuff, and you know why this is bothering me? Because I want it. Mm -hmm. That's right. He said, and the reason why I'm so struggling with they, because they have everything, mm -hmm. is because I don't get my cut. Mm -hmm. It's because I feel like I should be a part of that. I feel like you should be giving, I should be in that place because I serve you. And I'm, I'm, I'm realizing that, you know, there's, there's nothing in this world I'd rather have. What, do, what down here on this earth do I want? See, he's thinking, and then his doubt has now produced this higher level of faith. Mm-hmm. Because now he's saying, man, oh, uh, man, why was I looking at all of that? When did he come to that conclusion? Because he went to the temple. You know who was at the temple? Not just God, but the people of God. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yes. So when you come into the house with the people of God and you look down the pew and you see Sister uh, Su Susie there or, or Brother Johnny there, you, in your head you're thinking, man, they're still here. They're still in it. Just seeing each other blesses each other. Amen. Amen. Iron only sharpens iron. That's right. So not only did he come into the presence of God and participated in the worship. See, doubt came because of something produced it. Doubt always comes because some thought is producing doubt in you. 
-hmm. It don't just come from nowhere. It's, it's something produces that doubt. So if something produces doubt, the only way you got to get out, only way you're gonna get out is you gotta you gotta go produce something else. You gotta go produce the faith to get out of it. You can't do it sitting at home on your butt feeling sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. get, get your behinds to the temple. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes. Come on. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. He says, man, my flesh, sometimes I just get shaky and I start to look at stuff, and man, my heart begins to fail, but he realizes something. What is the strength of my heart? Well, it's my heart connected to you. That's where my portion comes from. That's the thing that produces the faith that I need to not walk by what I'm seeing, because what I'm seeing has now produced this thing in me. It's produced some irregular thinking. It's, it's injected some stuff inside of me that my faith doesn't want here. So now my faith is producing everything it can to get it out. Yes. It has, what I'm seeing has produced doubt. And doubt is a feeling of uncertainty. Amen. Has nothing to do with you not believing. It's not the opposite of faith. Unbelief is. Meaning you don't believe at all. Yeah. ASAP started off by saying, I believe. Mm -hmm. 16 minutes. Auntie, come on. Those who are far from you will perish. You will destroy all who are unfaithful. He says, to Man, you. I'm looking at all of them, but I realized something. Man, they're far from you. They're going to fall to the ground. It's not going to go well with them. And then you know what's the crazy thing about looking at people who are rich or seem like life is going good? You don't really know what's going on in their house. Amen. You don't really know what's going on in your neighbor's house. Yeah, they just bought a camper. And yeah, they, you know, they, they, they look like the picket fence and the dog and all that crap. You don't know what's going on inside of there. And you probably don't want to know. Amen. He said, man, I, I, I'm starting to realize something, man. It's not going to go well with them. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. So stop looking at them. Next verse. But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. He says, for me, listen, I'm going to be close to God. I've made God my safety place. Yes. And I'm not going to just stop there. I'm going to tell everybody. So here it is, Asap, who is a man of God, obviously, because he wrote scripture. I haven't. You haven't. So he was definitely a man of God. And then here's Asap going, man, I'm starting to look around, and something's off here. And it does what? It produces this vaccine called doubt. Yes. And then doubt gets injected into Asap, and then his faith recognizes it and says, that doesn't belong here. Amen. But here's the thing. He did go to the doctor. He did say, he didn't sit at home and go, this is so horrible and I can't stand this and it's not fair. When it got time to get to the temple, he was there. And then what happened, then prescriptions came. Yes. If doubt was so wrong, then we all be in trouble because we've all doubted. That's right. That's right. Uh, doubt is like a vaccine. Let me show you John chapter 1 really quick, verse 40. John 1 and 40, here's the disciples being called. Let me show you something that we've probably read over a lot, but it's, it's, it hit me in the face when I was reading it. Come on, Archie. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, 
was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. Mm -hmm. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simeon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And well, he brought is. him to Jesus. Andrew, first thing he does, he runs to Peter. For, for, he, I got to tell somebody. I'll lose somebody. When you find the Lord, you got to tell somebody. I remember, when I, I remember that night, Auntie, when I got, when I got saved. Mm -hmm. And then that next day, Man, I got with my friends. I'm like, man, I don't even know what happened. Something happened to me, dude. You suckers need to come. And they were like, huh? <laughs> Kenny, what happened to you, dude? We got it. We going to the club this week. We, I'm like, I'm not going to the club. It's like it, my life immediately changed. And they were like, what is wrong with him? And they thought it was going to wear off. Mm -hmm. It never wore off. In fact, it got worse. <laughs> And, 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 and man, and now, you know, I'm in contact with them. We're, we're still crew, and they, they're texting me stuff, and they're asking for prayer. And I'm, I love these guys, but see, now they said, man, that thing didn't wear off. Here it is years later. Mm -hmm. It didn't wear off. That was 1983. It hasn't wore off. Right. And it's like, but, what, but what's happening is I wanted to run and tell them, who you telling? Who you telling? I don't care if they reject it. Tell them anyway. Because mm -hmm. then it's up to them because you told them, so the blood ain't on my hands. Right. Stop worrying about offending people. It's getting late now. Yeah, it is. Tell them. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. I, I don't know enough, Kenny. Well, you don't have to. You know what's going on in your world. Just tell them that. Yes. That, it's no use telling people scripture because they don't know it anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus just went, hey, let me talk to you about a farmer. Yeah. You know farming, right? You don't know scripture. Mm -hmm. so people go, I don't know enough Bible. You don't know. You don't need to know enough Bible. They don't know any. Amen. Just tell them life. Yeah. Because everybody's seeking for life, and you got the answer. Yes, yes, yes. That's a whole nother message. Auntie, come on. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas. Okay, so here it is. He ran to Peter. Peter just said, okay, I'll come. Peter went and came, and Jesus says, ah, ah, here you go. This is one of my guys. Come on. Which is translated Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee, yep. finding Philip. He said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Huh? Philip found Nathaniel. Now, hold on. This is where we slow down. Okay. So Philip found Nathaniel and told him, we have found the one. The one that Moses wrote about in the law. We found him. We found Jesus of Nazareth. And this is what he says. I don't totally understand it because he, he said he was the son of Joseph. <laughs> he didn't say he was the son of God yet, but yet still he's developing his faith. He's saying, I found Jesus of Nazareth. We found the Savior, but he still doesn't quite understand because he's not the son of Joseph. He's the son of God. Everybody say amen to that. But, can, but he does have faith. And the first thing he wanted to do is what? Go tell somebody. Yes. So he went and he found Nathaniel. And Nathaniel and him had this conversation. Go, auntie. We have found the one who wrote about, Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Now here's the response. Go. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? What Nathaniel are you talking asked? about? Peter just went. The other ones just went. Nathaniel goes, what? Yeah. I doubt that because uh, he says, no, I'm doubting it because 
don't nothing good come from Nazareth? Mm -hmm. Understanding this, that really Jesus wasn't, was supposed to come from Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a racial slur, but it was kind of like, don't nothing good come from Flint? <laughs> Sorry, Flint, I'm not trying. Don't nothing good come out of Detroit? Don't nothing good come out of Brown City? He, he's doubting. He, here it is. He has everybody else just went. Okay, I'll go see him. He went. Ah, oh, dude, hold on. I doubt that. Everybody said. Yeah. Next verse. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he said of him. Now hold on, Auntie. So Philip says, okay, I'm not gonna argue, cause I'm not sure either, cause he called him the son of Joseph. Mm -hmm. So he says, let's go find out together. Amen. He didn't say, oh, you're wrong. No, he is Jesus. He went. Let's just go check. See, because I got a little doubt, too, because I think his last name is Joseph. Mm -hmm. He's just, that was like your last name back in those days. It would be Kenan, son of Tyrone. So he was like, man, he's the son of Joseph. I'm not quite sure either, but this guy is kind of special. So let's go find out together. So here's Nathaniel, who has believed because he goes. Mm -hmm. But he's just doubting. Yeah. Ah, no, not buying it. Nope. Don't nothing good come out of there. You're not going to find the Messiah there? Mm -hmm. I think, come on. When Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he said of him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. And then Jesus saw him coming, and Jesus understands his doubt. Mm -hmm. And Jesus goes, Ah, here, here he comes. Here comes Nathaniel. There's somebody I can trust. And Nathaniel's going, he responds like everyone else, like especially like I would have responded. Next verse. How do you know me, Nathaniel? Who are you? How you know me? <laughs> Man, I was at the store one day, and, and, and this guy came up, and he's like, hey, Keenan. And he's got on a hat, sunglasses, big old mask. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> Back up, dude. Step back. I don't know who you are. <laughs> and he's like, no, it's, it's me. It's me. I don't even remember what his name was. Kenny, it's me. I'm like, no, not buying it. <laughs> I can't get through all this stuff, dude. It's, imagine this dark sunglasses big, this hat, and this big old, no, uh-uh. I don't know who you are, man. <laughs> I come, Listen, I know I live in the suburbs, but I'm from the hood. You don't let nobody walk up on you, man. So here it is, Nathaniel's going, <laughs> you don't know me, dude from Nazareth. <laughs> Next, come on. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. He says, Nathaniel, I saw you sitting under the fig tree. That's where you were when Philip came in. Why did Jesus tell him that? Because he was doubting. So Jesus says something that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean, he just said, no, I saw you sitting under the tree when Philip came. I already saw you. I know who you are. And what he's doing is, he says, I know you're doubting, mm -hmm. but here it is. I'm going to let your doubt produce this faith. Yes. So when you kept, you're just sitting under a tree, that's no big deal. But it's like, man, he goes, dude, how did he know that? There's no way he would have known that. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, somebody. 
I love that because Jesus didn't say, oh, don't doubt me. Jesus says, man, I saw you sitting under the tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm off. Then Nathaniel declared, Rabbi, you are the son of what God. What did it produce? Man, r- teacher, you, you are the son of God. Yes. You are the king of Israel. The king. His, yeah. doubt, his doubt produced more faith. Yes, yes. He, Jesus gave him a shot of vaccine, which was, I'm going to tell him where he was. That'll get him. <laughs> yes. Only someone who, who's kind of godlike can know stuff like that. And then, that. and then Nathaniel goes, teacher, you aren't the son of Joseph. Because remember, it, he called him the son of, Philip called him. He says, nope, you're, you're the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Yes. He was the first one who said it, even though the rest of them came without question. You know why? Because the rest of them went with certainty, which can produce doubt. He went with doubt that produced certainty. Amen. Yes. Amen. I'm messing your head all up, I know. <laughs> so here it is. He goes, man, I'm just not. Oh, wait a minute. Son of God, man. My doubt has now produced a better understanding. My doubt has now produced this clarity where first I thought, man, ain't nothing good coming out of you. Yes. I got four minutes. Can I do another one? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> when you talk about doubt, you got to go to the most famous doubter. Who was that? Thomas. There's no way you can get around for Thomas. <laughs> and I'm saying I love Thomas. Go, so go to John chapter 20, verse 24. Now, 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 poor Thomas, he's just got this label of being a doubter. <laughs> but I'm saying because we think that doubt and faith go against each other. When they don't. So now he's labeled as the doubter. You got the one who's later that's labeled as the traitor. And you got one who's labeled as the doubter. It's unfair. All right? Mm-hmm. So here it is. Here's poor Thomas. Come on. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. He says he, he didn't go to church. All the disciples were gathered together and Jesus appeared. And Thomas wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Know why he wasn't there? Because he was starting to doubt. Know what he was doubting on? I saw them nail him. I saw them stab him. Mm -hmm. He was dead. Mm -hmm. So his sight produced, his sight produced an emotional response, and it's called doubt. Mm -hmm. And so he began to walk by what he saw. I know what I saw. And you got to think, Daniel's very analytical. Analytical people are one, two, three, A, B, C. There's no way around it. And I love those people, and I keep those people around me, because I ain't that way. I'm like, one and two can be seven. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, man, you know why I did a lot of good at work? Because I just thought crazy stuff. And then, but what I had to always do is run it through analyticals. That's why she's over there laughing. And I go, can that work? And she'll be like, oh, Kenan, I don't know if that's going to work. Find out. I know they've never done it that way, but we'll say we can't. Mm-hmm. 
Two plus two can be 22. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> but analyticals go, no, there's no way. Man, me and Ed have some amazing conversations because Ed's Ed is mind is just creepy. It's just, and he just, Ed's just, he, I mean, I go, Ed, what is English, Ed, English. When he starts talking about radio and how that stuff works, that's a very smart guy. But, then, but I'm like, but, and, and, and it has to be analytical through those things. Mm-hmm. But that's starting to learn. Sometimes you just got to go with it. Mm-hmm. So analytical people are great. I love them. Thomas is one, so don't be on them because he doubted. But you can't be on them because he missed church that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Auntie, come on. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. So the other disciple says, you weren't there. You weren't at church. We saw the Lord. I love what the writer says. Isaiah went to the temple and the last person he thought he was going to see was God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's church today. (laughs) That's how church works today. That's how it works. We, the last man, you go to church because you need to go, and then if God shows up, what do they say, Auntie Aunt? Oh, that was a great service. Oh, the Lord was there. You surprised that he was there? Because <laughs> you know you went to church a lot of times, he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So it's like the last person he expected to see was God. So here it is. They're saying, hey, man, we, we gathered, and he came to us. Yeah. He ate fish with us, dude. And what, is, what does he say? Poor Thomas says, Man, I doubt that. You know what? If I don't put my finger in the hole, and if I don't see it for myself, I don't see his hands, I ain't buying it. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't mean he don't believe because he's back. Amen. I'll look at something. He made it to church the next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was back. It doesn't mean he's lost his faith. He's just doubting what they're saying. Mm-hmm. The greatest doubter of all time is poor Thomas. And Thomas just wants, I, I saw what I saw, I'm factual. Mm-hmm. I know what I saw. So you, that could have been anything. It could have, what were you eating? <laughs> I have people all the time, I had this dream. And I, and I listened to the dream. What, Pastor Kenny, what do you think that was? Pizza? <laughs> I don't know what that meant. What, that? what did you eat before you went to bed? What movie were you watching when you fell asleep on? I ain't no God in that. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, man, I had this great dream, and I, and I, what does that mean? It means you're crazy. I don't know what that means. So, so here it is. He said, man, if I don't see, I know what I saw. Yes. I got to put my hand in there before I believe. I think, come on. A week later, his disciples went to the house again, uh-huh. and Thomas was with them. A week them. later, Thomas went to church. Yeah. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes. You never get over your doubt staying out of church. Yeah. Thomas went to church, and Thomas was with them. Thomas still has faith. He's just doubting. Mm-hmm. Through the doors, the doors were locked. Though they were locked, Jesus came and stood in the door. And Jesus says something crazy. He says, peace, peace. You just walked through the I would be like, ah, Jesus, don't be doing that. <laughs> I know the door was locked. We locked the door because they're looking for us. Mm-hmm. And Jesus just shows up. Hey, guys, how you doing? 
You got to stop doing that, Jesus. <laughs> Tell me, I turn around, you standing there. That's creepy. I mean, you got <laughs> give us a hands up. That's why he said, peace, guy. Hey, hey, it's just me. Because <laughs> they were like, what? He always does that. I think I'm on. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. He goes straight. All of them are there. What does he do? He goes straight to Thomas and before he does anything. And he says, Thomas, I know you're doubting. It's okay. Here. I know what you need to do. Here. Here. Take, give me a hand. Here. It's, it's nasty, but stick it in there. I'd be like, I don't want to. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he's like, come on, put your head in here. Go ahead, Tom. He goes straight to Thomas, and then what does he do? He doesn't attack his doubt as unbelief. Mm -hmm. He says, Thomas, I know you're struggling. Thomas, it's me. I know you're doubting. So here it is. Go ahead. I, I heard what you said. I wasn't there, but I know what you said. And they didn't tell me. I just heard it. Mm -hmm. Come on, Thomas, put your hand in it. Thomas is going, how did he know I needed to do that? Yes. And then he says, now listen, Thomas, stop doubting now. Yes. And just believe. Stop doubting. I, I'm good with your doubt. I'm not throwing you away because you doubted me. I'm just saying you got to, okay, now stop. Stop your doubting. Yes. Next verse, auntie. Thomas said to him. Now, then what happened is it produced something, auntie. Mm -hmm. It was the vaccine that he needed. Yes. It says, my Lord and my God. Yes. Thomas came to this conclusion that writers say it was one of the most powerful statements in the book of John. That the doubter says, my Lord. My God. My God. Nathaniel says, you are the Lord, king of, king of all Israel. Amen. How did they come up with them conclusions? Doubting. Yes. Amen. Yes. They doubted it. And their doubt now, that's a, that's a if, any, if, any, if it's ever a certainty statement, auntie, that's one right there. Yes. My Lord, my God. You are the king of Israel. Yes. Those are certainties. Amen. They started with doubt. Peter just came with no uncertainty, really. And what did Peter do? Deny him. Yes, he did. We talk more about the doubter, though, than we do the denier. Because mm -hmm. you know why? We think doubt and faith. Amen. Mm -hmm. I know you got doubts. I got doubts. Doesn't mean your faith is falling to the ground. Come on, up. it just means I got. I'm a little shaky. My foot almost slipped. But the beauty of God is, like He did Nathaniel's doubt, He spoke to it. Like He did to Thomas's doubt, He spoke to it. Now they all had to be in the right place to hear it, though. So you will never conquer doubt, doubt sitting your fanny at home. Amen. I ain't talking about on vacation. I ain't talking about going to work or something like that. I'm just saying, oh, I'm just home today. You'll never fix your doubt that way. Because mm -hmm. faith only comes by hearing. 
So what happens is they came and they heard. I saw you were under the tree. They came and they heard. Man, uh, I heard what you said. Here, here, check it out. It's me. When did it all start with? It started with doubt. So I'm not saying go around doubting everything. But I am saying, think about the times in the past when you did doubt. And then God straightened it out. What did it produce in you? It produced more faith. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about faith. So in order to talk about faith, you have to talk about the vaccine. Doubt is the vaccine. It is not the opposite of faith. No belief at all is. So when you doubt, first of all, know that it's kind of normal. Second of all, if you're not at, if you ain't at, we can't make it to church that day, then you know somebody else who's probably not doubting. Maybe you should call them. Mm -hmm. But my thing is never just sit in it. Because doubt going bad produces death. Mm -hmm. Doubt still fresh in the refrigerator can produce some good on you. But doggone bad will get you killed. Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll take your faith away. Remember, everything can be good, but when it goes bad. Thinking is good, but thinking going bad is worry. Doubt is not necessarily bad. I won't totally call it good. But it's not necessarily bad. Because you know what? Because you never went to the doctor and went, that was a great experience. You always left out of the doctor going, man, I can't stand that. But it produces something, mm -hmm. so I'm good. Mm -hmm. So here it is. You're at the doctor, and I'm shooting this thing into you. It's a vaccine. And the vaccine is says, listen, I understand you doubt. But I'm trying to tell you that doubt produces faith. Don't let it go bad, though. And so in order not to let it bad go bad, you got to do your part. That's right. So in Thomas, it would have went bad. He never would have been one of the 12 if he, would, if he didn't go. Mm -hmm. And then Daniel would have went bad. He probably would have been go down in history as another one who fell to the ground like Judas. But he went. Asap, who, was, who, who wrote this amazing passage that we never talk about. And then here's Asap, who it could have went bad. His dog could have went bad. But here it is, it produced something when he went to the temple. Faith comes by hearing. So never be surprised at people who never go to temple and never hear anything, that they don't have any. But don't let your doubt destroy you. Amen. Don't let your skepticism bring you to the ground. Don't let your questioning make, make it seem like you don't have faith. Doubt produces faith. And it produces a stronger faith than you had in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Lord, bless these people. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you will inject faith into them more. That, that as doubt sometimes comes, Lord, your faith will attack that thing and it will produce more. Hallelujah. All the insulin that we need, the proteins that we need to fight off doubt, and fight off unbelief, and fight off not trusting you. Lord, we pray you have your way in our life.
so that we can walk by not what we're seeing, but we'll walk by what we know. And what we know is you're the true and living God. Hallelujah. What we know is you spoke everything into existence. What we know is that you are just as concerned about me as you are the next person. What we know is that if you can take care of birds, you can sure take care of me. What we know that if you can clothe the lilies on the fields, you can sure put keep clothes on my back. We, we know if you can feed birds, you can definitely feed me. We know if you don't leave animals homeless, foxes have holes, birds have nests. If we know that, we know we'll have somewhere to dwell. Hallelujah. If we just think about it, if we deal with our doubts, watch what we see, we'll be people who walk by faith. So Lord, bless these people, God. They're yours and they're special because you didn't call a lot of us. You only called a few of us. But we're okay with that because we understand that only few find it. So, Lord, help me with my doubts. I have to remember that. Because, Lord, I could be in front of hundreds of people. I could probably be in front of thousands of people. But help me to remember when those moments of doubts that only few find it. So, Lord, continue to keep your hand upon us. As we abide in you, just continue to abide in us. As we trust in you, continue to just prove yourself to be trustworthy. And all glory will be yours in Jesus' name. Come on, let's do communion.